Drop the subject. I feel like that's telling the new something. channel Q. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's Drop the Subject with Holly Hunter and I'm James done. Simmons. James recently found out that I do Elastigirl sometimes, you know, just as something on the side. But I just want you to know that you are super. And and the biggest superpower is family. Is family. Is family. (laughs) Did you guys know this? Welcome to Drop the Subject, by the way, on the new channel Q. Uh, I am James Simmons, and apparently I am the host today with my special guest, Holly Hunter. Hi. I'm just as funny as Allie is. <laughs> Let me just talk about how great Allie is. Let's talk Man, about how great Allie is. she is not husky at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seriously having a moment over here right now. I hope you guys are too. Um, by the way, please call, get at us at uh, social um, media, all that jazz, um, at at DTS show, right? That's true, DTS I, show. I feel like we should have a picture on Instagram of me and you, Holly, in front of the Channel Q logo. As Elastigirl. As Elastigirl, right. Me, animated me, and you, real you. <laughs> oh, I think that we can pull scrubs. that off. Right, all right. Sorry, so if, scrubs. Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys go to uh, at DTS show on Twitter or Instagram, we will get, we will mash up a picture of me in studio and, and Elastigirl. And you know, if I had a free pass... I would definitely hook up with Allie Johnson. I mean, who wouldn't? I mean, she's got perfectly proportionate breasts. <laughs> They're she sweet. Has an ash that won't quit. <laughs> All right. Is this Elastigirl or Holly Hunter? I mean, hello. I I want to hook up with Elastigirl in I one mean, second. Hello. You know, this is actually a great segue into a bigger conversation about if you, if you, if. If you have any feelings or attraction towards a specific fictional cartoon character. King Triton. Yes. Like, King Triton's a I great think one. Also, my, So he's a daddy. He what my, he kind of looks like my husband. <laughs> <laughs> my husband with is a, a sort of muscly guy, right? With uh, a big white beard, oh. even though he's not, I won't say his age, but he's not old, but he grayed early and he's mm. got a big white beard. And he's a big muscly guy, and he wears a mermaid shirt that kind of looks like King Triton (gasps) sometimes, and people freak out. They're like, oh my God. So you found your Triton. I did. I found my king. Oh, yeah. I definitely had a crush on, okay, this is very niche, but if you have you seen a Goofy movie? Uh, Probably. Okay, the girl from a Goofy movie. She's like a female dog, and she has like this long, her name's Roxanne, and she has this long red hair. Love it. And she's just so cute. (laughs) (laughs) But they do that on purpose. They have a psychology behind it. What? Yeah. I mean, they, they make... They, I mean, like Wally is a great example. Not, not I'm veering away from the sexual stratosphere here, but they all sat in a room and they said, "How can we make this robot as adorable as possible to uh-huh. human standards? What do people think is adorable and that they can't take their eyes away from?" And that's what I they did with it. Wally. They I did it with it. Up as well. I was just gonna say, did they literally sit there and be like, "How can we make people cry the hardest?" Right. We'll just have up. this old man Ugh. with a sweet, big, giant face. Yes, which we like. And we like big eyes, yep, right? Yeah, yep. and he's that got that stuff. those big eyebrows that cast down. I mean, there's all psychology mm. behind it. Same with you know hot <laughs> cartoon characters <laughs> with King Triton. Or uh, producer Jesse finally did something right and pulled up a <gasps> picture of your uh, your girl crush. Je- from... Jesse firing on all cylinders <laughs> this morning was able to type it. in Roxanne. <laughs> Give me, show it to me. I, I mean, that's her. about all we can do. We are, got... we are. Oh, tw- did you already get rid of it? 
Yeah, you he, are a oh, jerk. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> it is my first day back in weeks. I know. And Uncle Jesse has completely screwed up already. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, James, for being here and understanding my plight. What you go through on the daily. How did a Justin and whoever else was guesting while I was gone? While uh, I was gone. Well, I think <laughs> while I was gone. You're, you are back. I have so many questions for you because there obviously you've been gone, but Corona has been here mm. the entire time and it is spreading like wildfire. Um, but I have to answer your question before we get into that. Uh, yeah, I think that Justin Martindale was getting a little perturbed at how angry I was at, Je- at Jesse. At Jesse. <laughs> oh, he because, was like defending Jesse. Well, I think he was just like, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. And I was like, you are a jerk. And he was like, I don't know what to do. What do I do? What yeah, do I but do? you understand, okay? Yeah, you I get do. It. I totally get it. I feel like Jesse actually like like encourages this. Um, from us, because if he didn't, he would stop screwing up. Well, you know, it's also accountability. It, it's really. about holding people accountable for mm-hmm. their actions. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to say, for example, just hypothetical here, uh, somebody wants to hear a great song and they say, oh, hey, Jesse, why don't you pull that song for me? And then they say, yeah, sure. And then they write down on the, on the song clips on the whiteboard that your song is there. And then when you're talking on the air and going, hey, why don't we hear that clip that I was excited about? And then I hear silence. And no. then Jesse gesturing a cut motion <laughs> on his and, neck. And not the song silence. No. Ac- actual, actual silence. Actual silence. Uh-huh. Yeah. uh-huh. And then it took 10 minutes to get the clip. All, again, hypothetical. Just uh, Let's say, right, let's say that this had maybe let's happened. Let's say, for example, <laughs> that we hired someone who's completely inept at their job. I mean, and now he's got three and a half more hours to prove it. <laughs> uh, we do have lots of time here with you on Drop the Subject today. So thanks for tuning in. If you're live. Welcome. If you're new, welcome, welcome. And you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at DTS Show. We'll be right back. I have an update on my cruise ship. I was going to go on a cruise Uh-oh. with my wife, with all my in laws. It was something I was not looking forward to <laughs> to begin with, but there's a corona related update to that. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Ooh, lots to look forward to on the show today. We have some guests coming in. We're going to talk to somebody who is willing and able to clone your animals. One of the only, I think the only company in the U.S. that is willing to take your money and clone little Fluffy. Uh We're also (laughs) going to be talking about... Some of the 2020 election stuff. Warren is finally out, oh. everyone. She she finally took the plunge, or she aye, aye, unplugged aye. the microwave, and she said, all right, you know what? It's cooked. I'm done. <laughs> Where did unplug the microwave come from? Is that a thing? I should no, know. No, I just made oh, it I up. I just made it up. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she just unplugged it. She put it back. She unplugged the blender, put it back in the cabinet. <laughs> She brought it to Goodwill later that day. Uh, of course she did, because yeah. she's Liz Warren. <laughs> you need this, not me. <laughs> and I have a plan for and that. I have a plan we, for of this course, blender. Sorry, I keep sidetracking you. So we, of course, have more about coronavirus and things you should do and some kind of some funny stuff about coronavirus coming up later. And I think most interestingly, did you say this already? Maybe I wasn't listening. You did. Cloning. Cloning, Yes. I did. I did you mention did. that. Okay, I'm going to mention it again then because I think this is really interesting and I kind of want to know what all you guys think on social media, right? Should we try this oh, thing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like get yeah. at us at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about cloning, what your thoughts are. Maybe you should wait until you hear the interview. I would also like, uh, but I mean, even before the interview, I would like if you feel that you have a clonable pet, 
to please send us a picture of your pet. Yes. Uh, at DTS Show, you can put it on Instagram and uh, or on Twitter. And I just want to see because I feel like I have a very clonable cat. Mm-hmm. I think she's worth it. If I'm, <laughs> she, of she all I got cats. a good one. Like my my wife's cat. No, no, we don't need to clone her. She's Aren't they got all a, the same. No, no. Cats are not all the same. James, <laughs> throw this computer at you. I just thought they all just like laid around and then like bit you when you tried to pet them. Okay. And they're annoying and like eat. All your right, you know food what? And... My cat bites me in a different way. <laughs> it's, it's a very special Let's, way. My my household has been rather chaotic lately, and I'll explain to you why. I'm glad that you're here because I have questions for you. Yes. My wife, of course, is a bit of a hypochondriac. Not a bit of. She is a hypochondriac. She's always, you know, when she takes one thing that she's feeling, like, say, for example, a little bit of a a, a pain in her left thumb, she's like, let me look up all the things that this could mean. Oh, no, I'm going to die tomorrow. Yep. Uh, she even cut herself on a, a a pepper that she was cutting earlier this week, and it was like the bathroom was like a murder scene. It was like there was, <laughs> like, tissue and gauze everywhere, and every bandage was open, and she was calling me and wanting to know what I was going to get home and all that stuff. But she said, I said, well, she said, who's going to be on your show tomorrow? I said, uh, James, James Simmons, soon to be Dr. James. And she said, okay, I want you to ask him about internal tremors. And I said, what the hell? What are you, what are you talking about? What is that? <laughs> she was up at 3 a.m. on the Googles. She She's said, of this thing. yeah. So she's talked multiple times about this feeling that mm-hmm. she has where she's vibrating internally. I can't even say this with a straight face. Should I not take that to a sexual place? No. Okay. Don't take it to a sexual no, sorry. place. No, no offense, Katie. Just, you know. But internal tremors is a great name for a porno. Ain't it though? <laughs> I mean, that's where I was I mean, going. I mean, don't we like internal tremors? I guess like we, in general? <laughs> I mean, I guess these aren't the good kind of tremors. Okay, the bad kind of internal, internal tremors. Uh-huh. So she doesn't feel like she's shaking on the outside she feel like she feels like this weird vibrating feeling and she googled this thing called internal tremors so she wants me to ask you about that so that you can tell her that everything is okay and then I can go home and have some peace and quiet and just let my cats bite me like they always do <laughs> like they do so internal tremors is actually a thing yes it, they, they okay. do exist they but they exist for very specific populations of which Katie probably doesn't belong to I don't know all of her history, but generally, this is individuals who have Parkinson's disease, and we see the external tremors. So the tremors you can actually see. People, some people with Parkinson's also have internal tremors. So they they feel tremulous on the inside, but we can't see it on the outside. But it's part of having Parkinson's. Other another group of people who have these internal tremors are people who have multiple sclerosis. Now, this is diagnosed, and this tends to be late-stage multiple sclerosis. So, Katie, this is not like an early sign of MS. I, I want you to know this. Lots of people who have MS never develop right. any sort of tremor whatsoever. But some people who have MS, who it is late-stage, they have this internal tremor thing. And then there's another thing, and this is the most common cause. It's, it's just called essential tremor. Which is a like medical term for you just got the tremors, oh. <laughs> and it's generally in older populations, and it's generally people who have a like a another underlying medical or neurologic condition. So it's just old shakiness. It's old shakiness, but it's old shakiness that we don't see. So it's not like when grandma's oh, going to reach her cane, and yeah. So you're feeling this on the inside. There are medications that can help with it a lot. 
But for those of us who are sort of like otherwise young and healthy, that internal tremor can be something like rest- restless leg syndrome. Huh. Um, or it actually is like anxiety. It's sort of like See, a... See, that's what I thought it was. I totally. was like, I think what you're explaining to me is anxiety. Is you're anxious. And there is, I want people to know this, there is a somatic, meaning like a body, a physical response to your emotions. So when you have emotions that, you know, you're angry, you're scared, you're sad, you're whatever, all those things do trigger feelings in your body. So when we say, Katie, your tremors are probably anxiety, that's that's real. We're uh. not discounting the tremors, but it's more about addressing like what is making you anxious or bringing down the caffeine or like deep breathing exercises, listen to the Calm app, like pet the cat, oh, like things that that'll are give me more anxiety. proven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. That's yes, really helpful. Okay. So honey, if you're listening, you're not going to die. Yeah, you're not going to die. Okay. Uh, oh, well, I'm sure another thing will come up throughout the show. So. <laughs> Not from this internal essential no. tremor. Close, we're closing the chapter on internal tremors. <laughs> and hello to benign eye floaters. <laughs> Coming up. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, people are already starting to get back to us with their clonable pets. We are talking to a woman with a company who will and can clone your animals. If you think you have a clonable pet, a lot of people do, you know, they're talk up a big game. Hey, my dog's cuter than your dog. Or, ooh, my cat has 17,000 followers. How many does yours have? There well, is no argument, Allie. If you really... I have the cutest dog. Oh, like, really? Whatever. So you have a dog? I didn't even know you had a dog. I do. I have a dog. And he's... Uh, although this guy stopped us the other day. I think he's a pity border collie mix. Mm-hmm. But this guy stopped us the other day. He's like, no, that's a McAllen Terrier. And we're like, oh, oh, excuse us. Ugh. Apparently he is. He, oh. <laughs> we had like no idea. Well, uh, one that's usually a lesbian skill. Is that just it's like to be able to identify, identify they're like that's their... a little Alaskan Malamute. <laughs> <laughs> like Whatever that is. <laughs> like, oh really? Uh, okay. I know the breeder's family. Don't swear at me. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody has already submitted their dog, and this is a little terrier type. He's a little buddy. A, a little Benji type. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess if you're gonna clone a dog, I would start small. G- yes. I guess the smaller the better. I mean, I'm sure they started with like a hamster or a mouse, and now they're like, okay, we can graduate to like dogs and cats and horses. It was like sheep, wasn't it? First, yeah. wasn't it sheep were the first ones? To, yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Dottie or Dot or yes, something, wasn't or it? Molly or Molly, Dottie, something like that. They had a, a, a clip that a, a clip. <laughs> I think this is my clones sitting in right now on the show. <laughs> no, it's Holly. <laughs> no, it's, it's Holly. Let's talk about coronavirus because yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot that is. It's Dolly. Dolly. What did Jessie, I say, Dottie? We, where's the bell? Jesse did something right, um, and I feel like we should keep score. Ding, it's right ding. behind you. There we go. Right. Thank you, Jesse. Um, coronavirus has obviously not gotten any better since you last came on the show. You've been chatting with the Morning Beat about it as well, and there are a lot of things that are being canceled. There, are th- I didn't know this. There were three hundred. There are currently 300 million kids that are not in school right now, which I think for kids, that sounds awesome. <laughs> for parents, that sounds very not awesome. Very not awesome is right. And there's they're having to do, you know, we talked about this at work the other day. We had this, just yesterday, we had this big like coronavirus preparedness thing at the large academic medical research institution with, where I work. And they were saying, like, here's the things that we prepare for. If you have to stay home because your kids are have to stay home from school, you have to there's a bank of time that the hospital will give you. And then after a while, you have to start using your vacation and your sick days. So how much time is that? Do you it, get for, off? I mean, it, for at my hospital, we they're very generous with that. But it's also based on like uh, longevity. Right. So if you've been there 20 years, you got a boatload of vacation. So you're probably fine. But if you're a younger person and you've got kids and they want 
won't they can't go to the sitter or they can't go to school. Right. Or if you work at a restaurant or you totally. work for a lift or something yeah. and you're just you're whenever you work, that's when you get that's paid. That's when you make money. Right. So you're not making money. You're not getting paid vacation. You may not get vacation days at all. And like, for instance, if you're a server, if people aren't going out to eat because they're scared of us, you might go to work, but you're still not making money because no one's coming to tip you. Well, they're saying you're absolutely right. They're saying that. Some people are saying that uh, the like profits for most businesses are already not even happening this year. It's, <laughs> They're it's like, crazy. there's going to be no growth now at all yep. from last year to this year just because of coronavirus. Even right now, I think they're they're, they're saying the airline industry as a whole, oh, not tanking. specific. Yeah, $113 billion. Well, yeah, I mean, it's starting to affect our plans, too, because like I said a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking about going on a cruise, which this was when the coronavirus was still just isolated in China. Mm-hmm. I don't think it had spread yet to all the other countries that it's spread to, including the U.S., but I was like, man, I don't know if I want to go on this cruise. It's with my in-laws. Fan- like, it's with my in-laws. I'm stuck on a boat for 10 days with these people. Not that I hate them, but I just, I'm scared of the idea of not being able to leave. Right, and right. It's a long time. We were still on the fence about it. It was also, it's not cheap to go on a cruise, no. especially this one, because mm-hmm. it had like several diamonds in the title. Ah. And, <laughs> That's, uh, of course. And and it was like Princess Diamond something, Princess uh-huh. something. Diamond. <laughs> diamond, diamond. <laughs> so then we decided, all right, after a long conversation, we're not going to do the cruise. We mm. were like, you know, I just... Because it, of coronavirus? No, it wasn't at the time. Oh, this was a okay. couple of weeks ago. Gotcha. We sat down and we were like, you know, we told her family, like, we're just not going to do it this year. We'd rather save up for some other things that mm-hmm. we want to do in the next five, ten years. So it's just better if we save our money. And, you know, we're lesbians. We'll find a place to camp. We'll just do that for our our trip. So then we get a text message last night from my father-in-law saying the trip is canceled. So all of them have canceled. And I don't know if I I don't think that the cruise line has canceled. Uh the. Yeah, I don't think that they themselves have canceled the trip, uh, the cruise itself. But the family has decided not to go, especially because there's an older uncle who's like in his 80s. And he's just not in great health. And then there's a couple kids coming. So they just decided, all right, you know what? We're scrapping the whole deal. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm reading right now that that Airbnb, for example, has a specific cancellation policy now that's coronavirus related. Uh, they have extenuating circumstances, like a new policy that applies to coronavirus. But I wonder if that's going to be the same for cruises and tra- all kinds of travel plans. Everywhere you go. I can't imagine that they will. You know, right now, we because we, we were looking into travel insurance because we're actually going on a cruise in August <gasps> that starts in Italy. Oh, no! So, and right now, you know, Italy is a level three. Like, all non-essential travel should not happen for United States residents to the countries of Italy, Japan, China, and Iran right now. <gasps> so we're, we're supposed to go on this cruise, and the travel insurance is like... Too bad. Oh no. Yes. Yeah, so, so we might be out. I mean, talk about expensive cruise. Yeah. Like, I mean, so you're un- a nurse. Figure it out. <laughs> Seriously. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right. Drop the subject with Allie and James Simmons. And just wanted to quickly share with you how you can win a trip. Oh, I know. I know. Don't freak out. Okay. <laughs> but I'm about to. No. No. This is a free trip. To a state that has zero confirmed coronavirus cases. This is okay? what we do for you. This is the Channel Q listener. This we is how committed we are to you. care about you. And I'm just going to say personally, I'll throw in a bottle of hand sanitizer. Ha! Well, good luck with that. They're on back order. A lot of people are... <laughs> Damn it. A lot of people are 
you know, not traveling to certain countries, but we're going to send you to the good old U.S. of A. All you have to do is go to We Are Channel Q. We're going to give you a chance to win a spectacular VIP getaway for two people to Wyoming. You and a friend will bask in the rugged glory and natural beauty of amazing wonders mm. in Wyoming for seven uh, whole days and best. seven whole nights. And... Nights. <laughs> Meals. Mm. Flights. Flights. Planning. It's Plans. all taken care of. <laughs> Plans. <laughs> this is actually really cool. I, if you've never been to Wyoming. I know. I've, actually, I've only driven through Wyoming once, and I was like, man, I'd really like to spend a little time here because it's gorgeous. The package includes a stay at a gorgeous resort, not hotel, resort, mm. rafting, hiking through Yellowstone. Always wanted to go to Yellowstone. Yellowstone. And other spectacular sites. <laughs> uh, enter to win. Just go to wearechannelq.com. Brought to you by Adventures by Disney and by Channel Q. Channel Q. Channel Q. Uh, no, maybe not. Okay, this is awesome, though. Seriously, if you've never seen the Grand Tetons, by the way, they're just I've, like right now. I, I think it's one of the coolest gay, natural Is that wonder- a gay dig? <laughs> you've seen my Grand Tetons. <laughs> this is awesome, though. I mean, I wish I could enter and win. It's like incredible. You guys should go. WeirdTQ.com. Yeah, for sure. I was saying that it's it's great because we've got the gay, 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 gay guy trip, which is Miami, and then there's a lesbian trip. <laughs> For Wyoming. But, of course, all gays and straights are welcome to uh, enter. Of course, win. but really this is for the lowest uh, <laughs> We were talking a little bit about coronavirus and how it has affected the economy, how it's affecting um, people's travel plans. My, my family's cruise plans have completely been canceled. But it looks like one airline has already completely corra- collapsed in the wake of the coronavirus. Have you ever heard of the airline Flybe? <laughs> tribe? Flyb? Flyb? Fly, fly. Are you a member of the Flyb tribe? Flibby? It is a British... <laughs> Flyby? Yeah, Flyby. this is one of those, like... If, do you ever go to those websites where they, they're, like, name generators? Mm-hmm. And if you pick tech company... It'll always just find a word and then put a Y instead of an I. And or, it's so cool. Yeah. And so it'll be like, Flybe. And you're like, okay. <laughs> uh, that works. Sure. If there are any of our listeners who actually know how this is pronounced, by the way, you can call us or come at us a on the socials. Yes. And please keep sending pictures of your clonable pets if you think you have a pet that's clonable at DTS Show on Instagram and Twitter. Keep them coming. So the British airline Flybe collapsed today, Thursday, as the coronavirus outbreak appeared to deliver the death blow to the struggling company. So already not doing well. Corona, if it puts you over the edge, not good for you. I I know why they're not doing well, but I feel like their (laughs) taglines mean everything. What Channel Q, where everyone's got a voice, right? Or something right. similar, right? Yeah, giving everyone a voice. Giving everyone a voice, right? You remember it. Like, oh, I'm a part of the community. Flibs, flip <laughs> flibbies, tagline is faster than road or rail. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, their tagline is, we're faster because we're a plane. Because, <laughs> like, if you uh. flunked sixth grade math, science, <laughs> anything... You might not understand that planes are faster than trains or cars. <laughs> this is a given. Let's just make it our tagline. Ah, people will remember that. Yeah. We're, we're faster. Faster than a road. <laughs> I mean, what a, what a tagline. And well, not even the thing that drives on the road. Just a road. Just any road. Just any, <laughs> we're faster than any yeah. road. But I guess a bunch of travelers were stranded at airports that Flybe serves because there was a sudden shutdown. And up to 30% because of the coronavirus. And 30% 
Uh, oh, up to 30 passengers got to the airport in Birmingham in England, and they you know, were expecting to fly to different parts of the UK and Europe, and they found out that their flights had been canceled. And they basically, you know, the US government or the UK government dispatched workers to assist some of these stranded fl- uh, flyers because they literally couldn't get on a plane. Mm. They were stranded in that area, and they have nowhere to go because they can't jump on another fly. Fly, fly, fly plane. Flight. Now they have to take road or rail. Yeah. And <laughs> according to the tagline, it's going to take a lot longer. I would have never known so. if it was going to take longer until their tagline. Uh, you know, though, this is, I mean, this is, I think speaks to, by the way, just the seriousness of this coronavirus. People are losing their jobs, getting stranded. Oh, 2,400 like, employees, they say, 2400, just lost yeah, their jobs. So, like, we don't mean to necessarily make light of that. No. But this is this is a kind of a big deal. I mean, they're even talking about closing parliament. Parliament, because uh, politicians are super spreaders. Well, I will say, in t- I mean, on behalf of every politician in Parliament, I say I think they would agree with me in saying. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Okay, this weekend, this is drop the subject with Ali and James Simmons. This weekend. We lose an hour of our lives. Maybe, maybe like the worst Saturday night of the year, I It think. is, because once it becomes 2 o'clock, <laughs> it's all of <laughs> a sudden 3 a.m. It's all of a sudden 3. And what I think sometimes bars do, I mean, they want to make their money or whatever, but they'll be like, oh, it's 11.30. Kidding, it's 12.30. Like, we're going to do this now. Like, right. everyone, I, oh, I used to hate when I used to party. That one time that I went out. Oh, really? When I partied. There's just one time? One time in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened to be on Saturday night, daylight savings. Yeah. It was horrible. Well, it's my wife's birthday this weekend. Dun, dun, well, dun. it's actually technically on Monday, but you know, women. It's just like, my birthday's all <laughs> it's month. It's my whole month. Right. My birthday month. So we're celebrating my starting birthday. Friday all the way to Monday. Uh, well, at least you have one less hour. Exactly. <laughs> but for Saturday plan. night, I'm like, man, I know that she's going to be, she gets sensitive around her birthday anyway, and now she's losing an hour of her birthday. And for some reason, I don't ever remember this happening in previous years. It just happened to like line up here. Exactly. Maybe that's why she has tremors. <laughs> <laughs> You're not helping. She knows she's losing yeah. an hour of her birthday weekend. Oh, of course, every mm, year yeah, yeah. when we spring forward, there's two inevitable conversations. One, why do we have daylight saving time and why shouldn't we get rid of it? And uh-huh. the second topic is it's daylight saving time, not daylight savings time. Uh, uh-huh. And everyone has those two conversations every single year. So as a nurse practitioner, I wanted yes. to ask you, because there's this great article in the Wall Street Journal about what health experts are saying about daylight saving time and how it's actually pretty bad for our health. It says that it disrupts our sleep pattern, which kind of goes without saying, mm-hmm. right? You wake up more groggy and you feel like, oh, you know, now when I get up at 6.30 a.m., I'm actually getting up what feels like 5.30 a.m. and I'm going to feel like crap all day. Correct. But it's more than that. Yeah, Isn't it, it? It is more than that. So our circadian rhythms, right? We like to throw that word around, but it's actually a real thing. And we get into this this process and this mode and this habit. And we're such a sleep-deprived, I was going to say nation, but world anyway, yeah. that the last thing we want to do is take a full hour away. And, we, you know, health experts, we, we recommend seven to nine hours of sleep for the average adult. So this thing where people are like, whoo, I got five hours and 15 minutes the other night. That's great. If that's your max... You're actually really only getting the four hours and 15 minutes if you're because your body's going to start waking you up because of the circadian rhythm. Right. And your clocks are off and everything gets thrown off. And it's not it's not just a matter of like, oh, I flew from L.A. to New York. 
Right. Then an hour, you know, a day or two later, I've adjusted and I'm going to be in New York for a week, that kind of thing. It, it, it actually really messes with your internal, the function of your organs. There's a big cortisol release, which is like a big hormone, right? It kind of wakes you up. It's like internal coffee. There's a big cortisol release and it gets all screwed up. So it's part of the reason why you're waking up when the clock says a time, but your body is like, dude, what, what? the heck? That's insane to me that the body gets so used to a clock that we invented ourselves, yeah, right? right? So we're deciding, here's what time it is. This is time to wake up. Mm-hmm. When our bodies, you know, probably hundreds of years ago, were just getting up whenever they felt like it, or they were getting up with the sun and going to bed with the sun. Which is what we should be doing, right? We should be naturally allowing our body to sleep when it needs to sleep and wake when it needs to wake. Right. But we've decided, okay, I need to be up at 6 a.m., humans have decided that 6 a.m. is a thing yep. and now I've decided that I have to get up at that time. For some god-awful reason. And our bodies are probably adjusting to the fact that we are creating a timetable for ourselves anyway mm-hmm. and now we're messing with it but it's amazing that one hour makes such a difference because when I travel, if I travel to like Chicago or something, it's just mm-hmm. a couple hours. Um, shout out to everyone in Chicago. Hi. What up Chicago? Hey. Um, I don't really feel that much of a difference, mm-hmm. I guess. But maybe it's because a lot of other things are already changing, right? Your environment's changed. The things that you're doing are changing. You're likely on a vacation. You're not working. You're not at the same schedule anyway. Mm-hmm. So does that play into it? Because having an hour change just where you already live, sleep, and breathe, I would say maybe has more of an effect than if you actually travel. Uh, 100%. And so it, it really ends up being this, like like you said, in your natural environment. So where you're, where you're sleeping, how you're functioning, you literally just like sort of lose that hour. It's just completely gone. Whereas if you're traveling, you're actually spending that presumably waking time traveling to then that's right. that's time spent. You're right. right. Yes, and you're then not, you get it back. Later. And then you get it back. It's not just disappearing. Literally, you're li- that you're hour. You're literally living on borrowed time. Right. Yeah. That that time when you're traveling and the and the time changes, you're still awake. You're still processing. You're still going through. You're still doing something. But when you go to bed at three, it's really four. Huh? Just kidding. You just like completely <laughs> lose an hour, and that right. is a very very difficult. Oh. oh, I'm getting a spam call, everyone. Are you? Yes. I uh, I stopped doing this filter on my phone that filters out every single call and that it- I. Get because every single call is spam, um, and it quacks. And it quacks. Yeah, it? <laughs> it quacks at me. Um, that was like an alarm when it, you lose your hour of sleep this exactly. Sunday. Exactly. So beware, everyone, because you could die. No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to freak you out. Um, but you know, let's get another petition going. Daylight yeah. saving time. We talk about it every year. Can we just stop saying we're going to do things and just do them? Get rid of it. The farmers will be fine. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. News that or lose it is on the horizon. But first, wanted to talk about touching your face. A lot of people do it. I'm Allie, by the way. This is Justin Sim- uh Justin. James Just- Simmons. Justin Simmons or James Martindale. Uh, well, you know what? It's really... <laughs> Tough because everybody who waltzes into this studio has a name that starts with J. Uh-huh. And then I was told that I ha- I'm bad with J names, and I'm like, no, there's just too many people with J names. <laughs> there's all these J's running around. I mean, we have like 18 Justins. Yeah, we've we got do. a Jesse. Yes, we've got a James. We've got a Jarrett. You Lots know, of J's there's everywhere. Just right. two, there's just my dad's name is Jerry. I mean, it's just like I'm getting him mixed up with Jarrett now. <laughs> You're like Jarrett and my dad yeah. are one and same. <sighs> there's an AJ. God, there is an everywhere. AJ. And then there was a J. Oh, God. All right. Touching your face. It is something that is a lot of people are talking about right now because of the spread of coronavirus. And 
it is something that most people do constantly. And I, the reasons for it, because there's, there's an article that I'm reading about how to stop touching your face, because <laughs> it's, it's like something nearly. that you do completely subconsciously, right? Uh-huh. Like, I touch my face, I think, 75,000 times a day. <laughs> I'm constantly touching my face. But it apparently forehead. means something. I didn't even know this as your resident health expert. I didn't even know this, that like touching your face, especially that frequently or in certain ways or in certain environments, like m- means something? Yes. I'm going to school you, ah, James yes. Simmons. Ah, ask, ask the Allie Johnson. I'm going to just quote the words of Dr. Otto Yang. <laughs> Come on, Dr. Yang. In this this article, (laughs) it says, it is human nature to want to touch your face. And there's a reason for that. Touching our faces, get this, might actually be related to negative feelings. A feeling when we've failed to achieve a goal. (laughs) So touching your face is basically accepting failure. So Jesse should just be like constantly have a hand on so his face. So he should just be covering just his face and stroking time. his face. <laughs> Constant failure. Time. Just hands. I mean, if you think about the common gesture of putting your head in your hands, right? Mm-hmm. That's a common gesture of body language saying something's not going the way that I want. Uh, I'm, I'm stressed out, right? So when we aren't satisfied, this is according to a research article, We uh, touching our faces can help us deal with anxiety and discomfort. And it actually is comforting to put your face in your hands or put your hands on your face because you somehow feel like it's grooming yourself or coddling yourself in some mm. way and dealing with this uncomfortable feeling. Yikes. And I think that that uncomfortable feeling is what makes it really more uncomfortable, by the way, is that I want to back up a little bit. So not only just coronavirus, we've talked a lot about that today, but other viruses, other bacteria, whatever, this is how they get into our body. Yeah. So when your hands are dirty and gross, you know, our cell phones are like the the grossest thing there. I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago. So even dirtier than your toilet. So you're holding your cell phone all day long, and then you go from your phone, which is super dirty, and then you rub your eye or you pick your nose, or you touch your mouth, or whatever. That's the entry point. It's not the bacteria from your phone that get on your hands, because then they they can't get through the skin. It's the fingers going in the orifices on your face. going in the orifices. Stop putting fingers in orifices during the day. (laughs) And then you'll be fine. But I do think it's so fascinating. So, all right, there's my little public health thing. I'm done with that. I think it's so fascinating that, I, you know, I touch my eyebrows all the time. I wonder really? if there's like zones on the face that have to do with what exactly. Well, you don't have emotion. any hair on your head. On your head so de- maybe this is you putting like stroking your hair. <laughs> the only hair that I have. Uh, you know what? My uh, family used to tease me because my eyebrows were. I, I have very dark hair when I had hair, uh, but my beard is very dark, and I had no eyebrows till I was like in my twenties. I was like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> And then they grew in and they were like blonde. So I don't know if this is like some sort of like, uh, you know, like a self-esteem thing or whatever. I'm like, are they there? Like, do I have my eyebrows? Like, I touch my eyebrows all the time. Like when I'm thinking, when I'm speaking, I've seen videos of myself speaking and I'm like to rub my eyebrows. Ah, like, that is so that strange. Mean? Well, I wonder, you know, what where you break down wh- when you touch your face and when you don't. You know, when I'm concentrated on something, I will uh, uh, habitually touch my face. But I also, you know, if I, I, I Katie makes fun of me because I will literally squeeze my face with my hand mm. because it makes my face. It, it makes probably feels feel, good. It feels good. Yeah. So just give God. Can I? Is there nothing I can have? <laughs> can we have anything? For God's sake! Jesus. Well, it says to start being mindful when you touch your face, catching yourself when and perfect and preferably before you do it. And of course, they echo your words, James, which is to wash your hands a lot. So that if you are touching your face, you're not getting 
crappy, weird fecal and corona crap all over your eye sockets. So, yay! Yay, fecal. Yay, fecal! (laughs) Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents... News it or lose it. It's that time, James. My favorite time. Oh, oh, hey, hey there, bed music. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My favorite time. My favorite time. Because I feel like I listen sometimes to that Justin dude, and... He wins this more than I do. So now mm. I'm like being really competitive. Oh, well, your uh, turn will come later in the show. Right, also, thank you for listening. Okay. Uh, headline number one. Journey fires two of its band members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, headline number two. Oxford Dictionary's definition of woman might soon get less offensive. I didn't even know it was offensive. I know, right? Come on, Allie. And then finally, headline number three, NASA has named their new Mars rover. Is it Rover McRover face? (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) I love it when we name stuff and it's always something McSomething face. Yes. You know you know I love space stuff. Come on. Yeah! Of the day, (laughs) about to see the three stories. Do it as Holly. Do it as Holly. Three. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. James, you have news all trace of my stories. Because you're, you're just that damn good, Alan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, let's start with the definition of a woman according to Oxford and how it's going to change. And then we'll mosey on over to Mars and then we'll close it out with some journey. How's that sound? Love it. All right. Women. Woman. Noun. An adult human female. That is a pretty benign definition according to Oxford. (laughs) I'm so offended. So everyone's offended. (laughs) Adult human female. You know what? I don't identify as human. I identify as a cephalopod. No, so it's actually about what words come up as similar. That's that's that are problematic. So mm. it's sure it's a benign enough dictionary definition, but um, if you look at some of the outdated language, words like bitch, maid, and frail all pop up as similar when you search Stop. for the definition of the word woman on Google. Even okay. that I am offended by. Yeah, and they're all based on definitions from the Oxford Dictionary. So. It's language like that that has people signing petitions to the Oxford uh, University Press, which publishes the Oxford Dictionary, and they are saying that these words are sexist or that they're misogynistic or they can find them derogatory and offensive. Um, So they, I think, might be changing this. Signers of the petition launched last year. This is launched last year by Maria Beatrice Giovanardi. And it's not a great name. Oh, Maria, yeah. Uh, She said that the hard truth is that the language does matter and does influence society. Uh, we want sexism to be taken as something that it that is that not that is not acceptable and not okay. And to date, thirty thousand people have joined in on the call to update the Oxford's definition of the word "woman." Um, notable linguists like Deborah Cameron, we all know her. Oh, Deborah, yeah. So, sure. I mean, it could be. 
con- changing soon if they get enough support. But thirty thousand is not a lot. No, it's not. You would think there would be more. Although maybe this is this. We will help the cause. You know. Although I do think my my husband would call me a bitchy frail maid, and I am very much a male. So I I feel like those those words are not exclusively associated with women. Yeah, people say that I look like a construction worker sometimes. Yeah, you know that's and, sometimes you gender bend. You, you sometimes you do, and I think Oxford needs to get with the program. Yeah, they do. Uh, all right, after a months long naming contest, NASA has renamed its newest <laughs> Mars on, rover. Wait, do it, Ma- rover McRover face. Oh no. no. Well, they did the smart thing by giving people choices. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know, I don't know if you, if you for write listeners, in, you don't know this, but you may not know this. So the, when companies do this and they want to rename things, Twitter has a field day with these names, and it's great. I think it's probably the only good thing on Twitter, other than at DTS Show. And oh, thank you. You're very welcome. And so on Twitter, but people do this and they will rename stuff, and it's always something makes something face. Yes. So whatever it is, uh, nobody on the morning show knew what that was really? because I made a candidate McCandidate face joke, and it completely <laughs> fell flat. So and everyone funny. was just like, well, there it is. Yeah, I was like, no! <laughs> um, anyway, the name is Perseverance. So, oh, uh, yeah. come on. That is, so, what were they, yeah. do we know what their other choices, like what people were able to choose from? Because that seems so, like, meh. They were all like that. It was no. like Perseverance or, mm-hmm. you know, they were, they were words, they were like one word things that were like that. Uh, I, I don't have the, it doesn't have the list Gratitude. in front of me. Yeah, right. it was things like that. Right. <laughs> they were all basic bitch terms. <laughs> well, I'm going with Rover McRover face. Okay, yeah, yeah well, that's what we'll call it sure. from now on. All right, finally, Journey has fired two of their band members. Who doesn't love Journey, especially when you walk into a karaoke bar and you hear, I mean... Everyone does what you're right doing, now. which you, you you spread out your legs and you move your hips <laughs> forward in a one, thrusting motion. One knee is bent and I am hip thrusting. <laughs> so they have fired, the the other members of the band have fired their longtime Just bassist Ross Val- Valerie and, dr- and drummer Steve Smith <laughs> from the band after accusing them of trying to fund their retirement by wresting control of the band's name. Lawyers for the other members filed a lawsuit in the Superior Court of Contra Costa County alleging that Smith and Valerie tried to launch a coup to assume control of one of the band's corporate entities, Nightmare Productions. The suit claims that Smith and Valerie incorrectly believed that, oh, but they believed. Isn't that their whole thing? Don't stop. Yeah. That I can take the rights away from my band members. (laughs) The Uh, share version. Don't stop. Stop. They believed that controlling Nightmare Productions would allow them to gain control of the journey mark, thus providing them windfall fall payments in the millions of dollars after their retirement. Oh no, I can't believe these bands are breaking up that we never even knew we're still together. We're still together. Oh, wow. Well, the show must go on. So it will. <laughs> drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Hey, drop the subject with Allie and James Simmons. Welcome back to the show, James. I was going to try to do my Holly oh, Hunter. Oh, go on. Go on. <laughs> it's, it's Holly Hunter. I can't. I can't. You I, got, I got nothing. <laughs> You're just like clenching your jaw. And making it as tight as possible. Do you know where I can go on a free trip to Wyoming? Oh, 
Yep, I do. When you go to WeAreChannelQ.com, I'm so excited. I can't even play around with this one. I'm so excited about it, Allie. So listen, you guys, I got to tell you all about this. Channel Q is all about giving you trips when no one else is going anywhere because of coronavirus. <laughs> but we are at least sending you to a state where there are no reported cases of coronavirus right now. Listen, we are giving you a chance to win. It really is a spectacular VIP getaway for two to beautiful Wyoming. Ooh. You and as as the lady says, I think that's her name, the lady. You and a friend or boo. <laughs> well, bask. Hold on, or boo. Or <laughs> well, bask in friend or boo or boo. You, now you, you and your boo or friend or all three of you will bask in the rugged natural beauty and amazing wonders of Wyoming for seven days and nights, and it is amazing and wonderful and beautiful. If you've never been. We take care of all of it. Listen, flight, planning, meals, all that jazz. We take care of it. It's so nice to not have to worry about that crap. Isn't it? It That's really like is. one of the stressful things about going on vacations, mm-hmm. being like, great, what are we going to do? Let's look at TripAdvisor and blah, 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 blah. Yes. I don't know about that hotel is 4.2 stars and this one's 4.25. Like, yeah. Which, right. But it's not as, as walking distance from Yellowstone. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, that one's got a Starbucks in it. You know, I need my coffee. Right. <laughs> so uh, listen, the package is a stay at a gorgeous resort, a gorgeous stalling, rafting, hiking, Yellowstone, the whole nine. Please enter to win this amazing adventure. We really do want you to go to Wyoming by going to wearechannelq.com brought to you by our friends at Disney Adventures. Perfect. Perfect. So another adventure (laughs) not in a good place Oh no. Is conversion therapy. Oh no. <laughs> what a segue. Well, how do you like that segue, right? I, I do. And you know what? Just complete sidebar. Uh-huh. Um, I would love to play Segway Wars with you sometime. Oh, it's on. Because, I- <laughs> Jesse, were you around when we did that? Shaking your head. Um, we used to do, we've done it once before, and we definitely should do it again, but we pick two completely different headlines, and then we have to perfectly segue from one to the other. <laughs> from one to the other. And it's okay. usually an S show. I Jarrett was great it. at it, though. Uh, but yeah, he's so fast, right? Um, that Love it. So, uh, listen, how do I segue from S show to Virginia? Uh, I don't think you need to. <laughs> Conversion therapies are an S show. All right, producer Jesse's telling me, get to the damn point. So, listen, this is huge news, actually, for the community, everybody. Virginia bans conversion therapy. So those of you not familiar with this, there is this practice of trying to use, and generally under a religious uh, context, trying to convert individuals from being gay or queer or even sometimes their gender identity and convert them through like talk therapy and religion into being straight and cisgender. Right, so they're like, look, Allie, look at this male figure. What do you find attractive about it? It's <laughs> it's horrible. And it's scientifically mm-hmm. proven to not work and to have the opposite effect, which is a very detrimental effect on a person's mental health. And we've talked about this many times on the show. There are still so many states that have not banned this. And it is a little tough. Drop this up. What are you doing? Oh. What are <laughs> Are you kidding me? We did it. We almost got through an entire show. Wow. Jesse, look at the time. We have gotten almost halfway through the show. <laughs> and you have played me off with the cool radio lady. Yes, we like the radio lady. You're saying get to the point, and then we're getting to the point, and you play <laughs> the drop the subject intro. And it's not me. Outro. Right? I mean, it's not me. Does he only screw up when I'm around? No. Or no, is this just, is an no. everyday occurrence. This is an every. Okay, right. Um, Former producer. The economy's not doing well, Jesse. Jesse. <laughs> 
The economy is not doing well, by the way. You don't have a backup if you're if this doesn't go well. I know you used to be a flight attendant, and Flybe is no longer hiring. Wait, you used to be a flight attendant? No, I'm making that oh, up. Oh, I, I was like, that's really interesting. <laughs> you're like, I'm trying to scare him. Oh, Listen, we right. do want to give props to Governor Ralph Northam. Yes. A Democrat. Do we have time? Are I we guess. Gonna I don't know. I said, are you going to play me play? off? Because he did sign the, uh, the ban into law on Monday, making Virginia, as Ali pointed out, unfortunately, only the 20th yeah. state, along with the District of Columbia, to ban this horrible, awful practice. Uh, rates of suicide, rates of attempt of suicide are higher in, the, in queer youth than any other group, and it remains that way for a very long time throughout life. This is a damaging process. The American Psychological Association, American Nurses Association, American Medical Association, everyone has gone on to do uh, uh, ban- say that this practice is disproven, it doesn't work, mm. um, and this is huge news for the community, and hopefully this will help... Um, save some some kiddos because it's usually kids from from the distress of this yeah i mean you know what there should be more states that are banning this but one more one more in the can that's good yep we love it we'll take it yes we will take it absolutely and when we get back we're gonna play if we're back i don't know maybe the show's over according to jesse we're gonna get to a real (laughs) estate we'll see what happens drop the subject the new channel q moving right along here on drop the subject with ali and james simmons nurse practitioner you can follow him at ask the np and you really can ask the np he's a nurse practitioner and he's happy to take all of your questions no topic is off limits no topic whatsoever as i say I told them to ask me, and boy, do they ask me. Yeah. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Do you have a, a latest crazy one? Uh, I have. We've circled back to getting a lot of of D pics. <laughs> <laughs> I this, don't know if that's a question, unless you just send one with a question mark. They do. Uh, often, I get D pics with a finger. That says, to like what is thing. this? Wow. And I, again, it makes me feel really great that, that there's a bunch of dudes, and these are like global, by the way, like all over the world who are like really worried what's about what's going on. What's wrong with the penis? What's wrong with the penis? It's happens wrong with Willie. But, <laughs> Your accents are awful. Uh, they're just horrible, aren't they? They are. Just, and but I like that you try. I like to try so hard to like talk like this. And it just really, so please send me your D pics. And if you've got some herpes on it, whatever, just point to it. If you got a rash that you're not really. You got a rash. It's like, I don't know where the rash is coming from. I don't know. It's stuck a sock in it. Okay. Uh, let's completely transition into real estate. Now, real estate is. Oh, really? It's it's tough, yeah? yeah. Especially when you're in a major city like San Francisco, Los Angeles, Boston, Chicago, New York City. I mean, all of the big ones. They are basically taking converted basements and just putting a bed there and being like, <laughs> "Here you go, it's thirteen hundred dollars a month." Yeah. Um. So I'm going to give you a real estate listing, something that's currently on the market, and this actually comes from producer Jesse, believe it or not. So who knows what's going uh... to happen? But. <laughs> Jesse, you are currently looking for a place to live. Is that correct? He's nodding his head. So this came up in your search. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Wait, wait Jesse, are you homeless right now? This would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh no, you're, you're actually... I think that's his day three on that shirt. Right. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you a real real estate listing that he came across, and then something that you could also buy with that money, and then you guess which one costs more. All right. Okay. Very good. We're going to stay right here in good old Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Because there is a pod share in Venice with your name on it. That's right, pod share. It means that someone took a house, 
they took all the bedrooms in the house and they put 17 bunk beds in them. And then they just put a chalkboard under each one and you just write your name and point to the bed that you're sleeping in. And yes, there are what look like to be bars on the bed. <laughs> so you don't fall out? Yes, so you don't fall out. It says it's centrally located on the side where Venice Canals and Boardwalk and the beach are, so okay. it's very nice. Lovely area. Pro- property has 10 parking spaces, a huge grassy backyard, full court, a full court basketball court. What? Volleyball court. I'm in. Ping pong, bicycles, yes. a hammock, and picnic tables. The thing is, though, that you're not alone. You are living with... Up to 16, 16, other, 16 people. other people, basically, yeah. Inside the co-living space are custom-built pods with stairways instead of ladders. Ooh! Oh, st- stairway to my bed instead of ladder. Maybe that's a common complaint with these pod chairs. Like, I don't want to climb a ladder to get into bed. And they're like, wow, we're going to put stairs in. stair. Personal nightlight. <laughs> I was totally out until you gave me okay. my own nightlight. Outlets. Uh-huh. With uh, a USB. Uh, indoor electricity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Storage area. Okay, good. So you can probably have, what, a, one suitcase of belongings. That was my big question. I'm like, where am I storing my stuff? Sheets and a towel. Not towels. Just a. Just a towel. Okay, we're environmentally friendly. There are also prison lockers where you can put some of your stuff. A conference room, a TV room with theater seating, two kitchens. Okay, that's good that there's two ki- yeah, kitchens. For 16 people, that's still maybe not quite enough. No, definitely. I don't think it's ever enough. I think that two people in with one like we're I'm I'm in a household with two people and two cats and one fridge is barely enough. Yeah, correct. Right. Like, uh, I get you. They said that they uphold strict quiet hours from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. and do not permit non-registered guests or covering the pods for uh or nor covering the pods for privacy. <laughs> Okay, I'm totally, so I I was kind of with this up until this point, like I'm all about like communal living and like Mm -hmm. the housing crisis is a really a thing in place like Los Angeles and big cities. Uh, And then you would, I can't cover this for privacy, so I can't do my own thing with myself or Uh, anybody else. All right, so this is for six months at that place. Six months. Or for roughly the same amount of money, you could receive a new Jeep e-bike. They had a big viral Super Bowl commercial, of course, in February. They have a big, uh, a new product that is an electric mountain bike, and it is on pre-order. It is not out until June, but it's an all-terrain two-wheeler, and it is a hefty price of $5,899 for one of these things. Jeepers. But it is a quiet cat-developed machine, 750W motor watts or something, motor pack. (laughs) Some uh, things. Yeah, and Firelink suspension, blah, 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 all of the cool things. Which one costs more? This cool bike that everybody wants and pre-orders are backed up or six months in a pod? I, I totally, totally have to go with six months of not privacy in my pod with my stairs and my nightlight. You are correct! It is six thousand dollars for six months in this place. It's a thousand dollars a month versus five hundred and eight hundred five thousand eight hundred ninety nine for the bike. Out of town. You should <laughs> drop the subject. The new channel. Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and James Simmons, and it is International Women's Week. It's Women's Day on March eighth, and of course, it's important that we highlight things like, hey, equality in the workplace. Uh, you Equal are crazy, pay. Allie. What is this? I know, I know. Hey, this is a concept that. Well, I mean, come on now. Mm-hmm. Equal well, quality in the workplace, especially harassment in the workplace, yeah. which is something that is on. I mean, it's been going on for many, many, many years, but mm-hmm. we have 
have an in-studio mm-hmm. guest. I promise this was not forced on us by HR. Okay, we have <laughs> Abby Bolt is in studio Very with us. Happy. Welcome to the show, Abby. I am super stoked because I've been listening to you guys. You guys are so much fun. Oh, thank you. Like, I, I mean, I you know I've heard it's a radio show. I'm like, man, but radio is just so uptight. And, no. Not this show. Oh, <laughs> this is a gay radio station, right, lady. We are channelq.com. Abby is a firefighter and an activist, and you have a really cool initiative. Uh, but first, I wanted to just ask you a little bit about you. Now, you already, were, you're, you're currently a firefighter, correct? Correct. And you have been for how long? About 23 years now. Okay. So you work in a very male-dominated field. Totally. Which what I would imagine would probably garner more of a hostile relationship toward, uh, or a v- uh, I guess not hostile relationship, but you're more likely to be treated differently for being a woman in that yeah, type, you, type. You know, of what's kind of funny is like from the time that I started with a bunch of dudes, is uh, the first year every there were gals that would come after me. They're like, "Oh, you just want to be on that crew because you love all the men." They would like see all these handsome firefighters, right? And I'm like. Yeah, try spending two weeks at a time with a bunch of dudes, and you tell me how handsome they over are it, at that point. Right? Yeah, like I'm over these for dudes. sure not about that. So, so yeah, but working with a male dominated, I grew up that way. So I love that kind of the like a more masculine job, more athletic, more, you know. So as far as that part of it goes, I mean, I just loved it. But but yeah, there comes that. There's we're men and women. It's different. You know, mm-hmm. we're different. So well, and especially when you think about like uh, we've talked many times about uh, some of the female astronauts going up into space and how they don't have the proper uniforms for them and so I would imagine like have you been in the workplace and and seen and felt like you don't have enough resources as a woman and that it's all geared towards men oh yeah I mean my first set of however many fire boots I had to buy in men's sizes it wasn't until like just the recent few years they started making good quality women's boots and they're starting to make women's pants so that's actually coming a long way in fact there's a gal I know that works in wildland Hannah Key and she's been she's been making leaps and bounds for women's wildland pants and it's so this stuff is just now being embraced. Wow. Yeah. And I'm so glad that they're not making you wear a fire skirt. They would like to. I think there's some. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Sometimes it's so hot out there. Sometimes we, we make we make shorts and stuff out of the Nomex just to be silly. But yeah. but I do agree. You should see the maternity uniforms. Really? Oh, my what God. What do you mean? What They're sh- hideous. Just, yeah. Any, yeah any, <laughs> any, like, any military or fire maternity uniform is just, mm. yeah, it's, it, pregnancy isn't pretty there. But So so you're, you're uh, doing a new initiative called Lead with Fire, and, it, and it's because you have a personal story where where you were harassed in the workplace. What happened? Right. Well, I, you know, I put up with little things from the day that I walked up to get a job, which I just didn't really, I didn't want to accept them or acknowledge them. And the last thing I wanted to do is be like, hey, I know I'm the only girl you've had in 10 years here. And um, can you change this for me? You know, we just want to fit in when you go into something like that. So I dealt with things like porno being taped all over my stuff. My, my, <laughs> what? Well, yeah, that would, that's common. That happens now. That still happens now. So that's even in a place. But back then it wasn't quite so, you know, 20 years ago that we weren't doing all the training. But, you know, the guys just to be like, oh, well, take this. And I would get into the buggy where I where I would say and I would have porn pictures all over just my seat. Things like that. And that happened to somebody I know just a couple of months ago. Um, that and having like um, ashes of cigarettes flicked in my hair while I was <gasps> sitting and writing and didn't know it or rocks being rolled down on top of me. And, you know, some of these things are. Just, those are those are physical acts of aggression. Yeah, We're not just talking rat, like, microaggressions here. I right, mean, and, that's it's, actually, and it's not just sexual. You know, people right. think like so. This is kind of like a rookie hazing thing. Also, you know, you got your one thing if you're the new guy in the group, but then if you're the new gal, you know, it's kind of doubled up. And so, and I had you know, it would go from and if you, I had like a guy come on to me, and I'm like, no. 
And then he would start picking on me. And so, you know, we have that typical stuff. So I dealt with that a lot throughout the beginning of my career. But there was a line. I felt the line when I was like, because I, I was on a crew that really wasn't dialed and they weren't, mm. they didn't have good cohesion. And then someone told me like, don't I ever see you work on that crew again? There's this other crew. So I was like, awesome. And it was on a helicopter. And I applied for that and I got to be on that crew night and day. They were super awesome. So I saw that a group of guys, they didn't all have to be jerks. I worked with a group that were awesome. So I could see that it was all about how you led your culture. Mm -hmm. And I saw that. And then there was, when I became a captain, I remember in learning, like, I don't have to put up with this. And a dude would come up and do something really crappy to me. And I'd be like, no. (laughs) Yeah. And then they get all freaked out because you're empowered and they don't know how, right. right. And they don't know what to do and they feel challenged. And you're used to doing what you said earlier, which is, I'm sorry, uh, could you maybe change? I don't want to trouble you. Yeah. And that's what we do is we constantly apologize for our own existence. Yeah. Yeah. One time I was out cutting with a chainsaw on this one guy. I said, hey, can you hand me that tank of fuel or whatever? And he's like, why don't you suck my, and I was like, whoa. I remember I had my saw and I literally just, I had to make the mic drop. I was like, boom, I dropped my saw and I walked right up to his face. I said, don't you ever say that to me again. And you know what? He was respectful to me from then on. Oh, well, good. I think that's tremendous that you, you know, you're, you're walking, you're walking, you have, you, you've talked your talk and walked it. I love this quote from you here. It's on your website. When anyone, man or woman steps up to right a wrong in defense of themselves or someone else, instead of being shamed or cast out, they should be respected for choosing the hard right over easy silence. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you just standing up for yourself in a situation and I'll thereby women in this environment, you cha- are changing people like that. I'm getting feedback every single day. Yeah. yeah. And we're not, because we're not saying me too anymore. We're saying not me. We're not tolerating it. So ah, so we have it. to take a break, but when we get back, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the new hashtag and I want to talk ha- about uh, your initiative to lead with FIRE, F-I-R-E. And uh, your entire initiative, I think, is wonderful. And I think it's important for us to spotlight this and International Women's Week always, obviously. But Abby Bolt returns with us in studio next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Abby Bolt joins us in studio with Drop the Subject. I'm Allie, and James Simmons is co-hosting with me today. Uh, Abby is a firefighter, an activist, and you have been working in a male-dominated field for a long time. You have an au- two awesome podcasts, right? Up in Flames and Her Brotherhood. And where can people check out those and what are they about? Yes, they can find all of them at my website at abbybolt.com. So Up in Flames, I started when I was really starting to speak out when I was working for the federal government. I love fire. So, you know, everything's kind of tied around that. And they always talk about how if you do something, you're going to go down in flames, right? You're like going down. Mm-hmm. You speak up about that, you're going down. Like, that's what everybody's always saying. So mm-hmm. my concept was how about instead of going down you're actually like wow. phoenix right you're rising up in flames and nice. calling stuff out that. and you know people be like you're gonna burn a bridge i'm like um if i'm burning that bridge because i'm speaking up i never wanted to walk across it in the first place oh, so snap. come on now Boom. we love a good analogy yeah you're going those I'm mic drop moments right. and the chainsaw <laughs> drop or what was it a hacksaw uh, right um and then what is her brother so her brotherhood <laughs> so i didn't want everything that i'm doing to be like you know rah, you know after aggressive stuff so i wanted a way to celebrate because i every single day even just two days ago someone a grown woman came to me and said i never knew that women could be firefighters i didn't know that women could be fighter pilots you know you hear this all the time and so still for little girls if a grown woman is still saying that to me that she's never known one then how many little girls have no idea that they can still do that even though we are singing it from the mountaintops so um i thought that her brotherhood because brotherhood right we we don't need to say sisterhood it's a brotherhood that's okay because her is right in the middle and so i wanted to call it her brotherhood because it's just It's all about recognizing them. So the podcast is all about celebrating women who put their lives on the line, whether it's cops, military, fire, 
all that stuff. Wow, that's amazing. So yeah. you bring on a new guest every time and right. kind of talk to them about their journey. Yeah. That's really cool that you bring, that you own the word brotherhood, I guess, mm-hmm. because, yeah, we constantly are thinking of, well, what's the female version? Yeah. And why can't we just be integrated in... Brotherhood, the, ter- the term means getting through trials and tribulations together as a team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it doesn't, we don't have to separate it. It's, I mean, we're good. We, it's all about camaraderie and the brotherhood. So, so what is the Lead with Fire initiative? So, Again, I you know I love fire and and uh, <laughs> gotta wait. Keep hold on, that let's theme. back up a minute. Why do you love fire so much? Where did that come yeah, from? You know, well because it's been my whole life fighting fire. I mean, we so at every you know. But to, do you have to, pa- did you have parents that were like you said no, you grew up I just, in a mill? Well, I grew up in I grew up near the forest and near a lot of forest fires. So you know, I just you know my dad was a construction worker. I grew up working hard, having a big work ethic, working for a roughneck guy as a dad. You know, so I help him all the time on the ranch. So it, this the whole thing and being an athlete that all attracted me. So, but lead with fire. So I'm trying to get people to just listen to, you know, what kind of culture concepts can you take? So I took FIRE, took the acronym F-I-R-E, fearlessness, integrity, resilience, and empathy. Mm. And if you can own those four things, you can win. So, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's easier said than done. You know what I mean? Because you see these words, fearless, integrity, resilience, and empathy. And I think of those words and they mean a lot to me. And then in practice, I think that women are still feel like they oh I can't be too uh, this Mm -hmm. because people are going to think I'm a bitch or if I speak my mind then someone's going to be put off by me and it's just a process like you look at this and it's that's why it's an initiative right Right. because it's a slow change of of reframing the way that we think about ourselves and the way that other people perceive us and what is the hashtag because I love this hashtag Mm -hmm. not me so it's not about me too it's about not becoming a me too. It's about not me, not tolerating it, right? Saying mm-hmm. we're not going to tolerate this. And it's not just about um, if you're being harassed. It's also about being a bystander. Like if I know that my buddy is taking some crap or getting harassed, I should be able to walk up and say, this needs to stop or report it. And so throughout my journeys, I met up with some really cool people who, because the problem is, is now we know what's happening. We know harassment's happening. We know this stuff's happening, right? Look what just happened to Weinstein. Like, boom, down. We know this stuff Rikers. Is, yeah. Rikers. <laughs> I know. Today, by the way. Today. Yeah. To Rikers. Exactly. Yeah. So we know it's happening in Hollywood. It's happening in fast food restaurants. It's just the culture. So now we know that it's happening. Great. We got that down. Now we got to be able to talk about it and report it. And that's what the problem is right now is the reporting avenues are either greatly untrusted or they're not being used or they're being abused. So there is this really awesome app called Not Me. And you guys can find it just by searching the web store. And it's a reporting app that employers can use as a solution to show their employees, look, we're serious about taking your reports and doing something about it. Employees can use it by making a report and saying, hey, I'm having this problem. It's a really great tool. It's the first one of its kind. And it's a it's a great solution to workplace harassment. Well, it's great because you feel like you have support. Right. Because that's what's And you so- can do it anonymously. So if you're initially terrified to put your name to something, you can start anonymous. And if later you decide to not be anonymous, cool. But you can at least get some help. You can get counseling. You can get free legal help there. I mean, there's it's it's an amazing tool. And help help through the uh, avenues that aren't necessarily the traditional ones, right. which have failed women or really anyone right. who's experienced harassment in the workplace in the past, right? Those right. avenues we know don't work or we kind of wouldn't be where we are right now. Right. I had to take the federal government's court because of some situations that had we had a decent reporting avenue that did what it said it was supposed to do, 
I would have been able to kill it at the lowest level and it would have been done. Right. So it's so the, it's the reporting process that, yeah, it's right. totally screwed up my trust. So, but wow. not me. That app is the solution to all these. Okay. And then finally, before we go, is it true that only we can prevent forest fires? Yes. Okay. Only okay. only you. And, and it's so sad that Smokey tells those little children that lets them know it's up to them. It's up to them. That's so much pressure only, for a kid. Only you. I know. Well, like, if, I already have yeah, to pass so, my spelling test. Exactly. Right. Yes. Um, Abby, if we need a firefighter for anything, we can call you. Call me abbybolt.com. Okay. I'm, I'm helping people anywhere I can. Okay. At Abby Bolt Speaks on Facebook and on Twitter. And check out the podcast Up in Flames and Her Brotherhood. And use the hashtag NotMeWarriors. Yes. It's not me too. It's not me. Thank you so much, Abby. You're welcome anytime. Thanks for having me. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I don't, where, where did this voice? I'm doing voices I today, like it. Allie. It's a theme show. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. My name is James Simmons. <laughs> here with my guest co-host while Allie's gone, Holly Hunter. Holly. Hi. Oh, wait. I, I'm screwed up my hi. voices now. Uh, hi. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> That's all I need. Just a hi. 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 And then I die. Tell me how I can go to Wyoming. I want to tell you how I you can go, go to Wyoming there. because you want to do this. Okay, so go to wearechannelq.com. Listen, we just did a big giveaway to Miami Beach. Now we are doing a giveaway to a completely different uh, sort of experience, but equally as awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adventures by Disney is hooking you up along with Channel Q, you and a friend, or boo. Are <laughs> will bask in the rugged beauty of Wyoming for seven days. Where listen, uh, this here's the promo copy, right? Where you'll mm. feel your spirits soar, but you really will when yeah. you go to Wyoming. Oh, I can smell the sunscreen and the mosquito repellent, and just the Ugh. open air and mountains and geysers. And right without guys, and sulfur <laughs> without guys. This is a very lesbian trip. Uh, your your les- Yellowstone National Park, other amazing the Grand Tetons, amazing stuff in Wyoming. I'm I'm really I'm not kidding. Actually, it's gorgeous. And look, Channel Q, we take care of the meals, flight, and planning. You just have to go to wearechannelq.com to enter to win this amazing adventure. Brought to you by Channel Q, and of course, Adventures by Disney. Thank you, James. Of course. Um. I was at my grandmother's funeral several years ago, and I was standing there with my family, and Mm. it was an emotional moment, of course, Mm. and I was crying. I didn't have a tissue, and one of my distant family members walked up to me, and he took a handkerchief out of his vest pocket, (laughs) and he said, would you like a handkerchief? And I said, um, sure. Uh... And I took it, and I blew my nose, and I wiped my eyes, And then I said, what the hell do I do now? (laughs) Do I? I had no idea whether I should toss it. It would look like a pretty nice handkerchief. I can't give it back to the guy. I've got my snot and tears all over it. So I just kind of held it awkwardly for the rest of the service and into the reception Mm -hmm. because I did not know what to do. Eventually, later on, I said... Do you want this back? And he said, no, you can keep it. I'll bet he did. But (laughs) my question for you as a nurse practitioner, James, is what is better for you to have handkerchiefs handkerchiefs, or to have Kleenex? Because I'm looking at this article on Wired, and it says, screw Kleenex, you should be carrying a handkerchief. Are handkerchiefs and hood should handkerchiefs be making a comeback? Uh, mm, No. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> making gross uh, gross noises over here. I'm you know I'm down with a good pocket square, right? And a good like uh yeah, a decorative It was his pocket square. Yes, a decorative kerchief, if you will. No, I I think they're fine. 
if it's just you and your germs, and you like use it for the day, and then you wash it. Do you, but how often then should you be washing it? Every I, day? I I honestly feel like if you're using it every day, like to blow your nose and like wipe your brow and pick your nose, you need to wash it every day. <laughs> Because, I mean, you're you're just transferring those mm. bacteria and viruses, like we talk about, I'll, I'll show long, or any of that. You're transferring all of that back and forth between what was in your pocket, what was on your hands, and then you're putting that thing on your face and your mouth. And it's cotton. It's it's uh, Usually, it's it's a porous material. It's going to cling to some of that stuff, right? Okay, but on the, on, on the handkerchief side... Uh-huh. <laughs> team chief. I'm team chief right now. Uh... Kleenex are pretty scratchy and uh-huh. they, you know, when you were sick and you're constantly blowing your nose with these pieces of, well, I don't even know what they're, of tissue. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you are eventually going to get that red nose thing like they all talk about in the commercials mm-hmm. where all those people in the commercials get are like, lotion, Ugh. puffs with lotion. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. And they make those puffs crap with lotion and those never work. So is, is a, a, a handkerchief better for you in that respect where you're actually treating your face a little better? I mean, I guess I could make a connection to if you're treating your face a little better, you're not going to get like uh, rashes and small micro cuts on your face and therefore introduction of bacterial through those cuts on your face, you know, the sores. I I could make an argument for that. But what I can't make an argument for is that these germs are just living on your kerchiefs and, and in particular, whatever's in your pocket and then you put your hand that you haven't washed onto the kerchief and then you're shoving it in your face and then you're Mm. blowing more of that out and then you're crumpling it back up and you're putting it back in. (laughs) If it's your own, that's fine, I guess. Mm -hmm. But no one should ever let anyone else borrow their kerchief. Yeah, but again, in the kerchief argument... If you have a red one and you put it in your back right pocket, oh, that's a whole different conversation. That could get you a date. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. I'm getting very excited about our guest that we have in about 15 minutes. We're going to be talking to somebody on the phone who is willing to clone your pets. So if you have a pet that you'd like to clone or you think your pet is clone worthy, please send us a picture. We can we can submit them to her. Who knows yeah. oh, if they're yeah. cute enough? Maybe you'll get a discount. Maybe we can convince her to do like a discount or like a uh, uh, a contest. Like <gasps> cutest animal gets cloned gets for a, free. A free clone, right? Maybe that'll be our next promo. Like the, we are Channel Q. We'll send you to clone your dog <laughs> in Wyoming. In Wyoming, or the ugliest dog. Uh, oh, come on! We need some ugly dog and ugly cat. Or, there are lots of ugly cats. We hey, need I, pictures of them at DTS Show on caddis. Instagram. Or Twitter. <laughs> Did you know you were working with such a caddis? I didn't. <laughs> Surprise. What about the gayest cat or dog? Uh, oh, that's there we go. That is Channel Q okay, right there. Spreading our gay agenda into the canine population no and into the future. But the gay one. <laughs> All right, let's get to what's going on in the 2020 election because. Oh, Elizabeth Warren has unfortunately dropped out. This is Drop the President. Drop the President. Now, I have a tribute that I've prepared, but before we get to that, why don't we talk about why Elizabeth Warren didn't do better? <laughs> and I, this one makes me sad. I It makes me sad, too. Really sad. I was sad that she didn't do better. Like, I, I, I know we're going to talk about why, but I think 
there's got to be because she's a woman in yeah, there somewhere. That's and, according to CNN anyway. That's number two. I think it's number one. What is what is number one? No, well, they're saying number one. She peaked. Oh, you two, oh you think that she uh, oh being that a woman. being a woman was number yep, one? Yes. Yep. I still think. I mean, we just talked to Abby. Like, they're literally she's having to counsel women who are in fire departments right now in 2020 about like horrible harassment and sexism. And we just, we've had 44 presidents, 44, 45, 45 presidents. And I, I don't none think of we can count women. the last one. Right. We've had, four, we've had 44 we've had 40. actual presidents. Right? <laughs> we have someone who's occupying the Oval well, Office right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But um, if you think about, like, if you were going to put text next to each other, mm-hmm. right, if you put the debates out on, on actual just reading the transcript of the debates and you see what Bernie Sanders is saying versus what Elizabeth Warren is saying, a lot of people think that their politics are very similar. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, just from the debates that I've seen and hearing her words versus his, I'm like, she makes some of the points that he's making so much better than <laughs> right. he is making them. And I think that he he gets a lot of support because he's been around for a really long time and because he's been saying the same things for a long time, which I'll give him that. I mean, he's got the and he's got the old white guy thing happening, mm-hmm. which people mm-hmm. love, as we can see by the final two people <laughs> who are left here. Right. But somebody like her, it it does get you when they drop out because you're like, man, she really. I remember when Hillary Clinton lost and she, and Elizabeth Warren was standing right next to her, mm-hmm. and she was the DNC chair, I think, at that mm-hmm. point. I think so. And I was like, that lady's awesome. She should run for president. Yeah, remember when? And then she, she spoke? did, and right. I was like, wait, we're like, this is great. Yeah, she's running for president, and uh, you know, I think just from a from a we are Channel Q standpoint. All of the candidates, Democratic candidates right now, are say that they are in support of, of, of equal rights for LGBTQ folks and non-discriminatory clauses, all those types of things. They all say it, but Liz was actually doing it and actually following through with it. And she actually had like trans women of color who were uh, captains, like leads in their different districts and zones when yeah. the people were out and on the grounds. And Liz had no problem with like trans women of color and other like disenfranchised and marginalized people in society stumping for her in white, cis, straight communities. Like she wanted that. And so we didn't not, to my knowledge, we didn't have other presidential candidates who were so supportive of the community. Well, we had other people that were jumping on bandwagon stuff, mm-hmm. like you know, like Bloomberg was being like, "I love gays. I'm right. going to do a commercial with gay, big gay ice cream." And you're like, "What? This just doesn't seem. <laughs> this, this seems very forced." Right. And then right. if you look at their history, you're like, "You weren't for." trans rights or Not gay rights or any of those so you're right she was living it and mm-hmm. she was living it when it was really in, in a time that it was really important for somebody to do that regardless of whether or not she will be the president the next president of the united states i think that what she did was very important and very timely and needed and um she will be missed she absolutely will be missed and that transitions into probably the most emotional of the sarah mclaughlin tributes <laughs> that you may hear this week Goodbye, Elizabeth Warren. I I think you called me a liar on national TV. I already have a dog. Don't let your life pass you by. This isn't funny. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. Well, I'm going to assume it's a guy who said that. 
And I'm going to say, then just marry one woman. I think there's a 50-50 chance he doesn't show up against a strong woman. You got to watch these feisty women. It's for our children, right? We've known it's to show them that we really can build a better world and that we can do this together. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject with Allie and James Simmons. And I am thrilled for who we have on the phone right now because we are about to talk to a woman. Her name's Melaine Rodriguez, and she is with, uh, she's a client service manager at Viagen Pets. Viagen Pets is willing to clone your animal. And yes, this has a bit of a self-serving uh, aspect to it because I want to just get free cloning for my cat. But still, <laughs> Melaine, how are you? Hi, I'm Grace. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm fascinated by this. You are the only company in the U.S. that is willing to clone your animals. And I want to know, first of all, how it works. And second of all, who's signing up for this? <laughs> so it all starts with your veterinarian taking some very small skin biopsy samples from the animal that you want to clone. It's a punch biopsy of skin, little four millimeter punch. We've got a biopsy kit that you would order and you take that kit to your vet along with your dog or cat. And then the vet can take these samples. Any veterinarian can do this biopsy. Very easy for them to do. So we take those tissue samples we grow cells and then we freeze and store these cells. And so you have that option. You don't have to clone right away. You can keep these cells stored until you're ready for that next step of cloning, or you can move on into cloning right away. Melaine, how long do these cells last when you freeze them? They can last indefinitely. So we've cloned animals whose cells were stored for over 17 years. What? So, okay, yeah. when you have a biopsy, I mean, this sounds like a dumb question. If you've got, say, cells or DNA from an animal that has already passed away or an animal that doesn't exist anymore, like an old species, can you bring that back? Mm -hmm. So that's a really good question, and that's a question that we get daily. You know, um, my dog died a year ago and is buried in the backyard. Can you clone from that? And the answer is, unfortunately, no. Now, there's some groups that are doing research trying to bring back the woolly mammoth, so if that is ever successful, that could change some things. But currently, what we need is a living cell so that it can be still alive after the pet passes away, but it's only alive for a short amount of time. So if your pet passes away and you think you might want to do this, refrigerate the body. So either if your dog or cat's small enough to put in your fridge, do that. If not, um, go right to your vet as soon as possible and have the vet take those biopsy samples and refrigerate them. Okay, so I'm not refrigerating Fido anytime soon while he's alive. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but all right, so you take a punch biopsy, we send it to you, you freeze it, and then I'm like, all right, I'm ready. Mm. My dog's name is Jack. I want Jack back. <laughs> What 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 yeah. do I do? What 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 happens after that? Like I'm like, all right, just can you just have my dog show up here in like two weeks? Like what's the process? Yeah, I wish it were that easy. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but not too much. When we grow the cells from the tissue, we actually grow millions of cells, and we'll freeze back millions of cells. So um, it only takes a small portion of these cells for the actual cloning. So when you're ready for cloning, we'll thaw some of these cells, and we use eggs from a donor animal, and we take the nucleus out of that egg. So now all the nuclear material, all the nuclear DNA is being removed from that egg. And then that 
cell and the egg are fused together through our patented process, and an embryo starts to grow. So it'll grow in a dish for a little bit. So this is this part is sort of like in vitro fertilization, and then it goes into a surrogate mom. So we need a surrogate mom who's going to gestate the baby and will give birth to the baby, will nurse the baby, um, and then that puppy stays with us, or kitten, uh, stays with us until it's about eight weeks old, Whoa. and then you get the, the puppy, your kitten. So oh. it's about a six-month to a year process. Okay, okay. The people, you have to have a good amount of money to do this. Does that mean that most of the dogs and cats that are being cloned are like fluffy, purebred, super pampery dogs? Like, is that the future of, of cloned of pets? pets yeah. so, so not really. Um, and, you know, you don't have to be super wealthy to do this. I would say 90% of our clients are just preserving the DNA for now. But we do find that the dogs that we are cloning, a lot of them are mixed breed dogs, you know, dogs that were adopted from a shelter, a mixture of 10 or 20 different breeds. And how do you replicate that mixture except through cloning? So I think that's a really cool use of this cloning is to have a mixture of breeds of dogs that you could never replicate. And then is it just dogs and cats? Can you do horses, lizards? Like where does the buck stop? (laughs) Well, we've cloned dogs, cats, and horses. Like not a hermit, not even a hermit crab? Because that seems like it'd be easy. Right. What you got against hermit crabs? Why can't I have a hermit crab that has been with me for years and years? Like Barbara Streisand. Wait, I see that Barbara Streisand, two of her dogs are clones. Are you kidding me? So you were you like directly involved with Babs, like the cloning of Babs so, dogs? Yeah. So yes. And you know, all of our clients are confidential, but she did go public and she did allow us to, to disclose that we did clone her dog. Who else, now, has, um, who else she, has gone she public? Her dog once. I want to know who else has gone public. This is the angle, right? Yeah. What celebrity dogs yeah. are really clones. Well, she's the only one that I can talk about. Wow. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> well, Allie's apparently, because yeah. she's like a fan of this, she's going to clone her perfect well, yeah, cat. So I, there, there's your second celebrity. So yeah, but yes. And I'm willing to go public. No problem. Thank you for asking. Um, uh, there's a one year wait list for this. But what I really wanted to know is, is there a promo code? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we we don't have a promo code currently, Damn but it. talk to me after the show. We'll see if we can figure something out. So, you know, Melaine, I did have this one question. Okay, so, uh, you know, I am not totally sold on how I feel about cloning. And so what do you say? Like, what are your thoughts to to someone who's like, this is crazy? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like, what is your response? Right. So it, it's definitely not for everyone. Um, you know, you have to have this really special connection with your pet if you're thinking about spending that kind of money and maybe wanting to clone it someday. And so, you know, I tell them, you know, you have to have that special connection. And of course, I have had two dogs that I love dearly. I love them both the same, but one of them was just very special. I had a very special close connection to that dog. And so I have both their cells stored, but Zeus is the one that I would want to clone. And so I hope to clone him someday. If you have a dog that has these great qualities, but maybe there's one tick that they have that annoys the crap out of you, like, can you genetically modify and just slightly change something to be like, I don't want that habit in there. <laughs> so really good question. So no, um, like right now we, we, we're not able to genetically modify the dog. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, um, my dog had an illness. Can you find that gene that caused that illness and take it out? And we're just not quite there with the technology right now, but maybe someday. I think that there's some individuals who are definitely not 
a fan of maybe what's going on and 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 the the services that you're able to provide. But there's larger organizations who are saying maybe you know what you're doing is maybe not the best thing, and that they definitely agree with that. But like, what is your response? You're able to provide this for so many people and 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 families and people with these intense connections. What is your response to those organizations who say, well, maybe not so fast? So so I can totally understand that, and so we're totally uh, pro adoption in shelters, and we support that completely. Uh, you know, a lot of the pets that we clone were ones that were adopted. For the actual cloning, it's a very small number of pets. We clone about 50 dogs and cats per year combined. So when you think about all the large numbers of animals out there, it's really just a small percentage. And again, most of our clients are just preserving the DNA for now. I'm a girl who always wanted a horse growing up. I'm one of the many. (laughs) Um, And my my family always said we can't afford it. Uh, Is a cloned horse cheaper? Well, cloned horses are $85,000. Oh! So that is cheaper. <laughs> is that <laughs> so cheaper than a regular horse? There's a lot of horses that are actually worth more than that. So it That's all depends true. on the That's horse. That's true. Yeah. And, and, these, and these animals that you clone, they have a, the same lifespan? They do. So that is sort of a myth surrounding cloning. And this all goes back to Dolly the sheep, who was the first mammal that was cloned 23 years ago. And she did live a shorter lifespan than average. But there's been lots of studies and research done in the 23 years since she was cloned. And we have seen that cloned animals live a normal lifespan. So there's nothing about being a clone that makes them more susceptible to disease or makes them any less healthy than a conventionally bred animal. Um, thank you, Melaine Rodriguez. And you, uh, if you want to find out more, you can just go to ViagenPets.com. And, uh, you know, you can go to their FAQ page and you can find out everything you need to know. Uh, there is a bit of a wait list, but save your doggy DNA if you think they've got it and Keep them coming. Thank you, Melaine. And um, keep them coming. If you think you've got a clonable pet, you can tweet at us at DTS Show. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Whew, we're running behind. Right, yeah, all we're, right. Let's go. I'm ready. We talked so long ready. about cloning, which was worth every second. I but mean, that was something else. I didn't mean to shaft you on News It or Lose It. No, I'm, no, I'm that ready. is okay. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Uh, story number one. Former anti-gay congressman Aaron Schock officially comes out as No! Gay. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I always love a one. good coming out story of an anti-LGBT idiot. Isn't that something? Uh, people keep threatening to replace hand sanitizer with vodka. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Ding. And uh, last one. Fox News analyst accidentally reveals adult browsing habits in screenshot gone horribly wrong. Oh, wow. Why not? Yeah. I'm going to give you a three for three. Are you going to play it? Of ah. the day. Jesse, Come on. To see. The number of the day is... Three. All right, we got to get right into him. Three is probably what Aaron Schock is wanting to do right now. How you like that segue? Oh, yeah, nice. um, so as f- many of you may remember, Aaron Schock was a, a congressman in Illinois. He was there when I li- he was a congressman in Illinois when I lived there, and he was very famously anti-gay. He was also very famous for being on the cover of Men's Health magazine. <sighs> he is a good-looking white guy with abs and all that stuff yeah so he uh was often well he was very much against um legalization of gay marriage okay he came out against this and uh there were some other uh legislative uh, uh initiatives going on in the state of illinois to protect trans kids and things like that even in the mid 2000s that he was against 
And everyone was like, but who's this good-looking single white guy? Who's the snack that's yeah, anti-snack? What's going on? Well, so in the last several years, he left government in 2015. And since then, he has been seen partying at places like the Abbey here in L.A., <laughs> White Party. <laughs> <laughs> right? He most recently was seen with... Um, heels and fishnets and heel, the corset. Heels and fishnets with a gay sort of muscle boy circuit icon, Eliad Cohen. Oh, who, my God. Yeah. So he's not even hiding it. He's not. Oh, he hasn't been hiding it at all. He was caught last year at Coachella with his hand down another man's pants and making <laughs> out with him. But the guy had not come out yet. So finally today, in a lengthy post published on his Instagram page and his website, he tells the story of growing up in a religiously conservative family. Oh, and, blame it on God, why don't you? Uh, correct. And rationalizes his opposition to gay marriage while he was the Republican representative for Illinois' 18th congressional district. But does, Allie, provide an optimistic take on his future? It starts off with, I'm gay. <laughs> that is an optimistic yeah. take if I've ever, I mean, Surprise. you know, it was optimistic for me. Yeah, and it's been quite controversial, right? Because he's been so anti-gay for so long. And then he just gets to come and like, he's partying and he's at white party and he's with all these gay liberties and he's doing all of this stuff and everyone's like, hold up, wait a minute. Is it just because he's a good looking white guy with abs that he gets to just all of a sudden be forgiven for his Probably. entire past? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I think that's it. See how that works. So, uh, Aaron, because welcome the, to the family. I uh, mean, sure. We're we're a little hesitant. We're going to need a little more than just an Instagram post from you. I'm going to say, uh, while I'm happy that you're finally owning up to your own sexuality, I do think it doesn't erase all of the other things that went down. No. So let's just, you know, it's important to, I, I think that we... A lot of times liberals will hold people accountable to their detriment sometimes mm -hmm. where it's like, no, you didn't apologize or you didn't apologize the way that I wanted you to. Well, I'm going to mm -hmm. cancel you and tell blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to get away with just saying sorry or that wasn't even a sorry. It was just it was like a, this is why I'm gay now. I'm gay and here I am. He's actually he's currently like as we speak at this moment getting dragged on Twitter by this. Oh, okay, like, okay, big okay. time. So Twitter's figuring it out. Uh, <laughs> Twitter always figures it out. Uh, but even he talked about how he was subjected. His family is still trying to sell him on conversion therapy. Which <gasps> we talked about earlier in the show. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty intense. So Aaron Shock, you're gay. Congrats. <laughs> Uh, people keep threatening to replace hand sanitizer with vodka. I think this is great. Tito's, in particular, begs yeah. them to stop. So uh, it's very interesting. <laughs> Since Monday, some Twitter users have suggested that the uh, that Tito's make hand sanitizer because it's alcohol, right? And since we're running out of hand sanitizer... We were talking about this yesterday because Justin Martindale was saying that you can use vodka instead of hand sanitizer. If you missed it, you want to download the podcast, which is on radio.com and anywhere you find your podcast. But yes, it seems, though, that it's a much more expensive habit. <laughs> I, would, I would think so. It also is not going to work. Oh, really? No. So the CDC recommends- <laughs> just rub a Cosmo all over your hands? Right. No, no, no. That doesn't work because that Cosmo is probably only 40% alcohol. Like Tito's handmade vodka of Austin, Texas is only 40% alcohol by volume. The CDC recommends that hand sanitizers be at least 60%. Okay. Then you need to also listen to my coming out story, which I told yesterday on the podcast or, um, on the show because I mentioned Bacardi 151 and that is 151 proof. 
So can you use that instead of vodka? I wonder if you can. So 151 proof makes it 75 percent alcohol. Yeah, isn't that better? All right, so maybe we need to get rum in here. We should try it first. I think we should drink (laughs) it and then. Drink Bacardi 151 (laughs) on the show. I will be dead, (laughs) or I'll make up. I'll make out with everybody in this building. Hey, let's bring it on, Bacardi. Where are you? (laughs) Where are you? Fox News, I had a segue there, but I can't say that on the air. So Fox (laughs) News analyst accidentally reveals adult browsing habits and screenshot gone horribly wrong. This was on his Twitter, by the way. This is everyone's worst nightmare, right? So like you're looking at your porn on your computer. (sighs) Don't do it on your work computer, Right. Well, and you forget to like... Everyone's got all those tabs open across the top, right? And so I'm one of those horrible people. I have like 40, 400 tabs open constantly. Right, and one of them says XXX men. Totally, and right, yeah, power bottom, whatever. Like, to, <laughs> exactly, right? So uh, that's up on the tabs. Well, uh, Britt Hume, who is a far, far right political pundit on Fox News, uh, screenshotted his like election betting odds. So it popped up on a website and and it was on this website. And you can see his tab. Right. So he screenshots this with his phone, tweets it out. But all of his tabs are still open across the top. And one of the tabs says, Sexy Vixen Vinyl. (laughs) (laughs) Along with like access your remote email and SunTrust investments. So we can see where he invests. He's trying to check his email, and he's into sexy vixen. I vinyl. would love to see what is on that video. Wouldn't is it be? just a woman like making love to a vinyl record? I mean, Twitter has had a field day with this, and they have <laughs> tweeted at him lots of sexy women in pleather. Oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So, Britt, listen. Tabs hey, do tell all. No shade. Tabs tell all. No shade. We, everyone's got their kinks. So, Britt, you do too. Mm-hmm. Your politics are a bit funky, but. But your sex isn't. Yeah, just save your porn for your own personal devices. And don't do any tweeting. We all know this. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, what a show this has been. It's crazy that it's already drawing to a close. James Simmons, you and I have had a jam-packed day. Have you had a jam-packed day with me or my clone? Oh. I don't know. That little twinge in your eye means maybe it's the clone. <laughs> I, th- I think so. You know, we got through that interview without mentioning multiplicity once. Oh, because you're so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I held back a little bit. I'm like, I don't want to say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Well, I bet that's like the, one of the buzzwords that they hear all the time. Of it's course. Like, but is it going to be like multiplicity with that movie with uh, what's his name? Uh, I oh, what do is his not name? Know. Oh, I know Jesse's not going to know. Jesse, He's just going to look at me like a deer in Jesse, headlights. Michael you're Keaton. Michael to know Keaton. This. Oh yeah, yeah, Michael Keaton. Huh? And you know the, the second one's cool. The third one's all right, and then the fourth one is just a uh, weird, you know, deformed gargoyle of a person. <laughs> and so I want to know if I clone my cat seven times, like what is that seventh one going to look like? Are you getting a gargoyle? Are you getting a feline? Like what? What is it? I don't know. Or a new cool animal that's like even better. The, See, there you go. Unbelievable. Um, Well, we covered a lot. If you missed anything, it's important for you to download the podcast. If you're just tuning in, you've missed a great time. So go to radio.com, go to the app, and you can type in Drop the Subject. You can download the podcast. You can catch up on everything. You can also subscribe. You can rate and review. And if you want to leave a crappy review, I don't care. Go ahead. Do it. I'll read it on the air. Um, It's been a pleasure. And now it is time for Happy Endings. This is a time where we take something sad. Fire. Like fire. Coronavirus. And we turn it into something happy. 
this. Do you want to go ahead there, James? <laughs> Happy? Sure, I will go first. So, the coronavirus may be coming for all of us. And Mike Pence may still be vice president of the United States. <laughs> right. But Mike Pence does say that Medicaid, Medicare, and private insurance will cover the coronavirus test. Oh, I thought there were only like 15,000 coronavirus tests. There are only that many, but they have <laughs> promised they have promised to ramp up testing. And now basically, by the way, to get a coronavirus test, all you need to do is just tell your doctor, like, I want a test. And if they agree, you can get one, even though there aren't enough for everybody. Really? Yeah. So you can just say, I want one? Before, there were very specific guidelines, right, of who got tested. Well, now you're like, I have a fever, a cough, and shortness of breath. I want to be tested for coronavirus. And if your doctor agrees, they will test you. Perfect. Well, I I mean, my my wife has thought she's had it, I think, at least four times. So does not have it. I don't think she does, um, especially that time when one of the other on-air personalities here in the building did go to Wuhan and then came back with a cold. <laughs> we made it through don't. that, and if we made it through that, we can make it through anything. You can do it. Uh, okay, here's my happy ending. Sure, Journey may have fired those two band members <laughs> for trying to use their trademark to pay for their retirement, but the good news is that if any firings happen here, we now have a firefighter to help put them out. Oh, wow. You brought that full circle, Allie Johnson. I did. And if you miss any of that, download the podcast. Download the podcast. What about you, Jesse? Do you have a happy ending? Jesse. Yeah, so there might be like a lot of kids out of school, but at least the um, Daylight Savings Day is on a weekend and not like a work week. Okay. Not All right, related, it's. But... I think that's a half cooked one, but I, I'm kind of on. I'm kind of on board with you. Hey, you know what's a good thing is that. Uh, well, actually, it's not a happy ending. I was going to say. And now we have more homeschooled kids, but that's nah, not good. <laughs> I mean, maybe it could be. You get to spend more time with your kids, right? Sure, like, you get to spend yeah. more time with your kids yeah. and make sticker pictures. I don't know what kids do with parents. What do kids do? Please tell us at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram because we don't know. Yeah. I'll be back with Dr. Jen tomorrow to answer all of your sex, love, and relationship questions and any other free advice that you might want. So definitely get your questions ready for that. James, I'll see you next week. You got it. I'm here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. Perfect. And we'll see you tomorrow live. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.